This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Welcome back to another installment of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 145. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. And I'm Sammy. <laughs> and we are glad to have you all here today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. We'll get going with our episode by opening up with some birthday wishes. Because today, our release date, August 4th, is a special birthday to a Taylor Talk listener, BreakburnN22, on Twitter, who said, You know you're a Swifty when the, Taylor, the next Taylor Talk episode comes out on your birthday, and that's the only gift you need. So, happy birthday. There's your gift from me. Happy birthday. Yay. And uh, as we're recording this on August 3rd, it is also Taylor's friend Carly Kloss's birthday. Hey, Adam, how, how old is she? What? How old is she? Oh, she's, she's a very special age. 22! I just like when Adam does that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it with any age, really, Sammy. Give me an age. I know Give me you an age. Can, but 22 is the best. Give me an age. Wanna- Oh, 37. Man. 37! <laughs> 104. 104! That one didn't really work. It yeah, totally it did. You're crazy. That's why I picked it. Y'all I are tripping. Work. You guys are whack. You're cray-cray. Like Tay-Tay. All right. Um, so a follow-up to last week's episode. It ended up being a bit of a hit. People were rather amused by the ridiculous voicemail that I that I played. <laughs> Um, And I'm saddened to say I didn't find one for this week for you. I probably should have gone searching for one. But just to follow up on that crazy one, okay, that guy has now called back 48 times. I thought we established it was somebody else. No, 48 times, same guy. But then you picked up the phone and it wasn't the same guy. It was, though. I made a mistake. Are you sure? Positive, 100% positive, same guy. 48 tell times. Them, tell them the story so that I can argue why it's not the same yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't think it's the same guy either. No, He's it's it's the, the it's the same guy. Sammy, I'm not going to get into it because he leaves inappropriate voicemails. <sighs> I really don't want to get into the details of those. Um, but 48 voicemails, all of them maxed out to their three-minute limit, which ends up being 144 minutes, two and a half hours this guy spent of his life calling the Taylor Talk phone number and leaving ridiculous voicemails. This sounds like a really long movie, two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just wanted to share that with you. It wasn't it meant to start a conversation, even though Sammy wants it to be one. It's totally no, unrelated to the topic to on hand. <laughs> but maybe, speak- maybe it's performance art. Maybe they're recording it and they're trying to get your reaction. I don't think so, Sammy. But speaking of speaking of the craziness, we get to the Taylor Talk inboxes, the various inboxes. H- have you guys ever seen Bill Maher's talk show? Yes. Yeah. Okay, love him or hate him, I, that's not the point. He just has a segment that I want to mimic for a minute. He has a segment where he calls that he calls new rules, where he just says new rule and then follows it with something that should be a rule but currently isn't. Right. Mm-hmm. I have one. Okay. New rule. If you're emailing Taylor Talk, you cannot refer to your or sorry, if you're emailing Taylor Talk and thinking that you're emailing Taylor, 
you are not allowed to say 20 times in that email that you are Taylor's biggest fan because clearly Taylor's biggest fan would know that taylorswift.com is her website, not taylortalk.org. Yeah. I think that's a good rule. I just want to throw that one out there. It's You'd be amazed how many emails come through. Oh my gosh, Taylor, I'm your biggest fan. It's really? If you're Taylor's biggest fan, don't you know where her actual website is? I, I don't like that phrase just because I think it's very cliche. It's like, really? Me. You are? How do you know that? Have you met all the rest of them? Like, <laughs> what, what, makes you, what makes you think that? Yeah, okay. It's a, well, weird. I, I'm just trying to open it up with a giggle here. <laughs> So, Diane, what's been going on in the Taylor news lately? Um, well, first off, Taylor will be performing at this year's MTV Music Awards. Mm. Um, sources say it will not be a collab and that performance will be explosive. Explosive! That was the word that they used. I, I know. Our favorite um, anonymous source. So, we're kind of wondering if this means that Taylor's new, new single will be out before this quote-unquote explosive performance. I would say probably yes. Speculating, purely I mean, speculating, I yeah. agree with Sammy. I mean, like we said last week, I don't see her doing a new song that nobody knows in front of that big of an audience. No, not at all. Well, I here's don't. the other thing with um, award show performances is they they go in with the intention they're supposed to be for promotion. Yeah. Like that and is where artists perform their first so, singles yeah. or their new singles for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what they use those performances for. So that means that yeah, her uh, new single uh, will have to be out before August 24th. Right. So Wow. I'm guessing that it's going to come out on August 19th. That's where my money's at. That's your guess? That's my guess. That's Sammy, my guess. What day of the guess? week is that? It's a Tuesday. I would say the 18th, which would the be the Monday. Was, okay, because I remember last year, not last year, um, when We Were Never Hold Ever on, Getting get Back Together calendar. came out, it was August 13th, and I know that because it was the 13th. Um, was that a Monday or a Tuesday? I am checking. <laughs> Sammy's going back in time two years. It was, <laughs> it was a Monday, and I'll tell you Monday, why, because then, it's a Wednesday then, this year. So two years yeah, ago, it would have been Monday. It was Monday. a Monday, and then We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together came out on iTunes on Tuesday the 14th. Okay. So then we're guessing so around 18th Monday the 18th, the 18th into Tuesday the 19th, which would make you right and would make me right, because it would be announced on the 18th and released on the 19th. You know, I'm going to be more right than both of you. Oh, God. You're going to be wrong, then. I'm going to say that the new single will come out whenever Taylor says it'll come out. Oh, <laughs> that's cliche. Don't Boom. say that. <laughs> Boom. Who's right? That doesn't mean anything. Who's right? Uh, okay, whatever. All right, <laughs> moving on. Um, Taylor attended her friends and fellow musician Ingrid Michaelson's concert this week in Central Park in New York City. Taylor was spotted on the side of the stage enjoying the music and then danced on stage with her friend Carly and one of one of Carly's friends. Um, and they just had a big dance party on stage. Party! Good times, I'm sure. It's a shame Steve couldn't make this episode because he shot the video of it. Except That's it's going around shame, YouTube. Considering that his friend Sammy, who was standing next to him and screamed at him to turn on the camera, is here. Oh, Sammy, good job telling him to turn on the camera. <laughs> I'm well, I'm glad you were there for so Steve could get that moment on on video. I don't think Steve is. I kind of made him deaf. Oh, oops! Screaming in his ear. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, oops! All right, and then we have one last news item. Uh, Taylor's Candy Magazine interview came out this week. Taylor was asked about what her fans can expect from the new album, and Taylor said, "My ambition was to start a new book with the next album." 
not just a new chapter. Taylor also talked about dealing with all eyes and cameras being on her in her new home in New York City. She said, I have to make sure I'm not in a bad mood or feeling insecure because it's important to me to have that connection with my fans. So I know that if I'm having a bad day, then I probably won't go outside because I'm aware that I need to be ready to be available and enjoy those moments that I get to be with my fans. That's so important to me, and I would never want to appear anything less than happy to meet the people who support me. I'll never take that for granted. Aw, Taylor is human. (laughs) Except it's so sad, though, because now I'm thinking of basically every time in the past, like, I don't know, six months, less than that she's been in New York City that she hasn't got outside and I'm like no well, I mean Sammy if you were Taylor Swift would you want to go out no, every day and be swarmed by people like that's no. overwhelming no I don't blame her at yeah. all and I and I think it's awesome that she went out there on a limb and said that but it just makes me sad thinking of all the time she can go outside well I'm sure no, Taylor I- I'm sure Taylor's interview in Candy Magazine was very sweet <laughs> does anyone know when we, the full interview will be released no but i there's uh we have a link to the photo of the scan on keith on tour okay diane i'm really sad that you didn't laugh at my joke just there did you not get it was it over That's your head my job, oh, no i got it at least I sammy just, appreciates I just it sometimes it's so funny i forgot to laugh i think that's probably what happened there Talk about old cliches. Oh, so funny I forgot to laugh. <laughs> so, Sammy, what's uh, coming up in the calendar? Um, The 2014 Teen Choice Awards are on Sunday, August 10th. Taylor is nominated for Choice Female Artist, Choice Country Artist, and Choice Female Smile. And she... Or- Choice smile, not female smile, just smile in general. And she was also announced this week to be uh, presenting an award at the show. You can vote every day at teenchoiceawards.com. Yeah. The world premiere of The Giver is on August 11th in New York City. Now that Taylor has announced to uh, present an award at the Teen Choice Awards, I'm not 100% sure that she will be going. But, you know, she has a plane. She can fly cross country. Yeah, she could do it. Nothing's impossible. Um. And The Giver finally comes to theaters on August 15th. Um, finally. We have, on T-Swift on tour, we have some links to um, behind-the-scenes stuff that were posted on YouTube of Taylor's scene, so you kind of get a better idea like of what the scene, scene is like. Yeah. Well, I don't um, before the movie comes out. I'm, I'm guessing she's not going to be in the movie for all that long, but... You know, could have fooled me considering how they're using her face to publicize (laughs) the movie so well. Um, But you guys should, uh, you know, go out there and see the movie and support, you know, this movie that she's proud of and just support the movie in general and support the book and read the book. And we'll probably have many fun discussions about it in the upcoming weeks. Or just Um, one. Yeah. (laughs) What I was hoping we could do, and you guys can tell me if this sounds Mm -hmm. like a good idea or a bad idea. I was hoping we could all read the book and then watch the movie. And yeah, that's a about... terrible idea. No, I think that's a good idea. I think we could do a really good episode with that. Um, just doing like movie review and then doing book review. And then um, we found a link on, I think it's E-Online. Um, well, Steve found it. We'll give him credit, I suppose. Um, about, you know, Taylor talking about her character and why she wanted to get involved in it and this, that, the other thing. And I think that all of that together can make an interesting conversation. Um, so, yeah, if you guys agree, you should tweet us. At Taylor Talk. Well, see, do you know what my problem is with that idea, Sammy? You'd have to read a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about well, it. This, is, this book is assigned at like 
seventh and eighth grade. Not so. even the, the kids that I babysit read it last year, and he's in fourth grade. Yeah, it sounds too hard. I, I actually think fourth grade would be a little bit too young for some of the. Yeah, mature content. Mature content. Get it? They got the basic idea of it. Yeah. But yes, I think we should do that. And if you guys agree, you should tweet us so Adam will be quiet. Um, and then coming up, Taylor will also be performing at the iHeartRadio Music Festival on September nineteenth. Yeah, the sold out. Uh, what do they what do they call it? The biggest what? I don't know. So they, you call it something silly. I, I can't remember, but they keep on <laughs> on the radio because okay, here in because Vegas they, only they keep sell like two tickets. Of course, it's sold out. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's just funny because here on the radio in Vegas they keep uh, you know advertising it as the sold out iHeartRadio Music Festival, and they keep calling it like the. Isn't it like the biggest music festival in the world or the loudest? Or like, like the that. biggest something in the world. <laughs> Best music showcase ever. Or... And sometimes I just look at them and I'm like, music's holy grail. That's what it is. Oh, what yeah. Is... <laughs> music's holy grail. Yes. Music's holy grail. What's actually that really even misleading mean? because I don't know why it's misleading. But If it's you a... go there, you can live forever? Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for the news, Diane. Thank you for the calendar, Sammy. Um, as, as Sammy mentioned, uh, T-Swift on tour will be updating a lot of the stuff as Giver comes out, things of I that sort. So, what? You said a lot. We update all of it. <laughs> well, a lot is all of it. I was trying to list things off the, as examples. but All right, go for it. No, now you just ruined my flow. Like, Fine. I'm out of rhythm now. But, jeez, Sammy, I'm trying to tell people to go follow your Twitter account, T-Swift on Tour. So, oh. <laughs> and you interrupted. How dare you? <laughs> you can't even let me plug you. Nope. I'm teasing you. So, I, I think it's probably a good time to uh, jump into our main discussion. Then uh, everyone out there listening can fall in love with our panel. Go. Oh yeah, we're gonna be doing it. Jump then fall. <laughs> we're yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be discussing jump then fall today off of the uh, fearless re-release on the platinum edition. There, Persephone actually requested it on Ask FM. Believe it or not, I do occasionally check that Ask FM channel, and uh, it, it was it was a request. And I think it's a fun song and it's a good one to discuss. Taylor wrote it herself. There's a lot of interesting things surrounding it. Like, you know, we're going to answer or try to answer based on speculation, some questions like, you know, what's it about? Why was it on Fearless Platinum, even though she had already started writing for Speak Now and could have easily put it there? A few of those questions. So let's just jump into it. And I don't know. Let's just tackle what the song's about first. Let's start general and work our way into more specifics. Um, well, I guess I'll go. But um, basically... I mean, to me, anyway, the song is about, you know, being into a person, in this case, you know, being into a guy that, you know, through no fault of his own, whether it's been he's jaded or, you know, he's afraid of what other people think, that he's afraid to, you know, kind of break out of his shell and, you know, want to be with that person. (laughs) I don't necessarily interpret it as as the guy being afraid to be with that person. Um, The way I always saw this song, and, you know, I could be wrong because Taylor wrote it, not me. But it's like the crush phase before you're in a full-blown relationship. You don't think that that... Okay. I don't think the guy's having any problems. I mean, the only 
bit that I could see that, Sammy, is in the bridge where she says, um, the the time the is going to come when you're so yeah. sad you could cry, but I'll hold you through the night until you smile. But I think it doesn't... Ass- I, I, I don't think Taylor thinks that this guy has problems necessarily. I just think what she means that if you do have problems and a bad thing comes up, I will be there to help you. Like, she just wants to be there for that person in whatever way she can. But then in the chorus, she goes, "Um, I'm feeling you, baby. Don't be afraid to jump and fall, jump and fall into me. Yeah, but that could be just using it as an expression. Don't be afraid. Like, it doesn't mean... I I don't know. It it doesn't necessarily mean literally afraid. It could very well be, like, just saying, don't be afraid. Like, Like, I'll be like, Sammy, don't be afraid to record with us today. Like... Yeah, well, okay. then I might have been afraid. That's probably why you're saying that. <laughs> Sammy, <laughs> surely you've like... gotten over your stage fright after this many episodes. Yes, but that's what I'm saying, is that the first time if you had said that to me, it would have been because I was afraid. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Whatever you say, Sammy. Whatever I, you say. You guys don't have to agree with me, but I don't agree I, with I'm, you. I'm not agreeing with you, actually. <laughs> I, I really don't see the fear in this song. I see it as just a little lovey-dovey couple at that crush phase. In, as more um, encouragement instead of fear. Like, yes. Hey, it's okay. Well, We're, we could have an awesome relationship kind of thing. Right. Okay, but then why? Well, all right, never mind. Why what? No, it doesn't matter. Sure? Okay. okay. Well, yeah. something we don't <laughs> typically tackle in our song analyses, and I feel like we really should is looking at the title and the title's meaning to the song because I, I just think this is this one's a particularly cool title in what it represents. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, anyone? I think it's cool because you don't usually hear the phrase jump then fall in love. You hear fall in love, but you don't hear jump. Like that seems, I don't know, that's like a, a different sort of movement that you usually think of with love well it's like jumping into it yeah yeah it's like that and then i kind of get the image of like you know those like what are they called like trust falls where you like you're in like a group and like you have to fall backwards and they, you have to trust that someone will catch you kind of thing well, that's scary that's kind of that's the image that i get hmm. um but also i think that just like the the sound of it where it's like you know jumping is bouncing like it kind of is a good reflection of the song in general um just because it's a much more, you know, bouncy and happy and lovely it's song. Really ba- happy. Bouncy and happy and lovely, just to use Taylor's words. <laughs> um, Sammy, that is the definition of plagiarism there. You took someone else's thoughts hey, and claimed Taylor, them as your own. I said to quote Taylor. Did you? You cut me off. I did. Oh, I can't hear you over my own voice. Yeah. I'm sorry, Diane. I can't hear you. <laughs> Now she's now she's like not talking. She's mad now. She's mad. I think I think this just became the Adam Sammy show. Diane is is pissed off. I don't okay. <laughs> so since you brought it, brought it uh, up, Sammy, um, let's talk yeah. about let's talk about how the sound contributes to the theme of the yeah. song. Um, it's a like we said, it's a very upbeat song. It kind of reminds me not you know exactly obviously, but like. Style-wise, it kind of reminds me of Stay, Stay, Stay in terms of it has that happy, you know, sound. Yeah, and right, she's, it Taylor says it's got this really cool banjo, banjo part that's, like, bouncy, and I don't know. It's just a really good feel, good feel, good 
vibe to me. Do you Take know that, what, Caleb. Sammy? I'm <laughs> glad. I, I'm actually really glad you brought up "Stay, Stay, Stay" because I do see some correlations with it, not necessarily in the lyrics or the exact same situation, no, but, it, yeah. but I see the two songs representing the same emotions. Yes, um, and it should also be pointed out that while we said it was on the Fearless Platinum Edition that came out in 2009, it was then also re-released again on the Valentine's Day soundtrack. Yes. And it peaked I at number one. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't I know didn't that know either. I didn't know it was on that album until this discussion. No, I didn't know that either. And now I'm going to have to go back to listen to the album, go back and listen to the movie and see when they play it. Because I would assume that they played it because it's on the soundtrack. But I could be wrong. It's, it might be in, I don't know, they might have put it at the end of the movie. In the but I'm thinking that yeah. they did, Diane. I actually think that you're right. Those meanies not giving Taylor <laughs> time in the movie. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, back to what we were talking about, Stay, Stay, Stay. It's, it's obviously not the same song it's um honestly not even really about the same emotion as stay 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 but it's very similar sounding to stay stay stay. no i i think it does represent similar emotions no but something follows like point in the relationship where you go into the relationship it might be a different point in the relationship but that doesn't mean it represents different emotions like look at the way this song opens up i like the way you sound in the morning and it's about appreciating the little things like, yeah. it doesn't matter no, what point in the relationships it at. It can still represent the same emotions. Okay. Don't argue with me, Sammy. <laughs> uh, I will take you out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, secret message. Where did the secret message come from? Like, That's I, what I want to know. I, I thought, I thought uh, the bonus tracks and stuff on Platinum and Deluxe Editions didn't have a secret message. Um, they didn't on Red, but they did on um, Fearless. I don't know if they did on Speak Now. Yeah, I don't think they did on Speak Now. They they, they, they probably the didn't on Speak Now and Red because they were Target editions, so they weren't actually in the booklet. Whereas this one was a completely separate entity from being sold at Target or being sold at you know what I'm saying. Like, right. so these these were all in here, uh, Jump and Fall and Superstar, and they're all in there. Okay, so this, okay. the secret so message for this one was last summer was magical. Magical. So now let's do our math. This came out in 2009, uh, November of 2009, right? October of 2009. Yes. Um, so last so summer would be summer 09. It could well, be summer 09, and it could also be summer, summer 08. summer of 08. I would say it would be summer of 08. So then you're, ta- you're thinking Joe Jonas then? Uh-huh. Yeah. Does Joe Jonas have... Um, a uh, laugh that, that is the best face. sound Taylor's ever heard. I've never heard Joe Jonas laugh, but I would imagine so. <laughs> I mean, and, that's all. And his hair thing. fell in front of his face at the time because it was cut into that weird, yeah, you know, that weird like hanging. Camp Rocky thingy. <laughs> Camp Rocky thingy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was thinking that it was Joe Jonas before that, but yeah, I would go with that. What time frame was Taylor dating Joe? Can someone refresh my memory I mean, on that? She was on um a plane on in what was it? Um, I mean July ninth in Last Kiss. So we yeah, know and I mean um um oh I can't think. Forever and Always was on Fearless, which was in two thousand eight. You know what's interesting to me though? Like this song is so happy, and when she put this song on the on the um cd they had already split up yeah so i, wonder, I mean like, how would that... that feel well here's I mean... something interesting that it, it may or may not fit into this part of the conversation but she had already begun to write speak now which featured songs like last kiss right the sad ones mm-hmm. yeah. now if she was already writing that 
but she decided to I, put this on on Fearless Platinum because she felt it fit the theme of this album yeah. better. That could be why right there, because but the I Speak Now like... songs about, hang on, Sammy, hang on, let me finish my thought real quick. So based on Sammy's theory that this one's about Joe, um, she didn't want to combine a Happy Joe song with Sad Joe songs. Yeah, that's what I think it is, too, because, I mean, even though, like, um, Forever and Always isn't the happiest song in the world, but it is more, quote-unquote, upbeat tempo. Um, I mean, there's also the piano version, which was also on the Fearless re-release, so that oh. could say something as well. But, um... Um, yeah, I think that it's more that it was a reflection of that, of fearless. And I mean, she obviously, I'm not obviously, but if we're going with the theory that it is about Joe Jonas, that this is an older song that she wrote more towards the beginning of the relationship. Um, and then, you know, decided that it didn't fit, but then decided that it fit more with the fearless re-release than it would have with speak now. Um, yeah, that's really where I was going with that. Yeah, no, um, I I agree with you. It's it's definitely about the theme, and that's and especially, what it yeah. is. And especially because she decided to put Forever and Always Piano Edition on Fearless Platinum, like they kind of balance each other out because we're assuming they're about the same relationship, but they're from completely different perspectives of the relationship. There are different parts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Forever and Always is at post breakup, um, and this is the very beginning. This is the yeah. flirty. A uh, crush stage. This isn't full blown relationship stage yet. Yeah. So we already kind of got into who the song's about. We're assuming, guys. We don't actually know. If you disagree, you can tell. Yeah. If you disagree, let us know. So let's see what we've talked about so far. We've talked about who we think the song's about. Title how's the title sound? Fit. So should we go into favorite lyrics? Yeah. Let's talk about our favorite lyrics. We haven't discussed that yet. Uh, Diane, you want to go first because you bolded everything? Well, I, I bolded did. Everything, I, I just but... bolded like a lot of the parts that I really like. I don't know if necessarily certain lines stand out to me in this song. I just like the way that she says them. Yeah, like I there feel are like... some parts that are just so cute. It's a really the way that she wrote it. It's like a really good like all the lines are really good visual lines. Like you can see the person doing this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd rather not picture Joe laughing. Well, don't picture Joe. Just no, picture, picture Taylor on the phone. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but Sammy, I think you're right because this isn't the most complex song Taylor's ever written. It's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. It's just very descriptive. And what's great about the lyrics is even though they're simple, they completely and accurately represent what she was feeling when yeah. these things were happening. And also the way that she describes them, even though they are simple it almost makes it more relatable because you can picture like like we said you can picture taylor doing them like taylor talking on the phone but you can also picture yourself talking on the phone to somebody do you know what i'm saying yeah you can because and i i keep going back to this lyric just because it's right there at the beginning but being on the phone and realizing your laugh is the best sound i have ever heard like you said sammy with the relatable aspect everybody has been on the phone at some point with a crush and they're really happy just to be talking to them yeah you know what i mean like you don't have to be saying anything of any substance and likewise like i said this song doesn't really have complex lyrics that have some sort of deep substance but that's the point that's not the emotion of the song it's not supposed to be deep yeah it's supposed to be lighthearted. um my one of my particular favorite parts of the song is I watch you talk and you didn't notice. I hear the words, but all I can think is we should be together. Because, 
I mean, I don't know about you, Diane, but I've definitely been in that situation before. Where Didn't like, you guys talk about this the last? Yeah, episode? I mean, it's, it's very, similar it's very concept. similar. The to whole Stabie. take my breath away thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely well, happens when you're in the yeah, where you're stage. just you're watching somebody talk, and honestly, you probably can't even remember what they said, but you're just watching and like. You're just the like, entire, wow, really like, cute. Yeah. <laughs> and even sometimes, and this can get really awkward, where, like, you can, like, visualize, like, your entire relationship in, like, a five-second flash of light. Like mine? Like Taylor's yeah. song mine, Yes, basically. exactly, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She knows what's up. I do. Adam just has to stay quiet now. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, <laughs> I, I just, Sammy, I just, I couldn't hear... I watched you talk and I I didn't notice. Um, yeah. Okay, Adam, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Diane, do you have any specific lyrics you could pull out? Because I know you were talking about how you know oh, you just like the way the, that it sounds. Yeah, the sounds. But like, what about the actual words? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Thinking. Thinking. I should start the Jeopardy theme here. Do, 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 do. Is that Jeopardy? Did I get that right? Uh, probably the end of the second verse when she says, I've, I've, I, I've never been so wrapped up, honey. I like the way you're everything I ever wanted. Yeah, I like that part too. Why? 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 Because it's just, I mean, that's the way you feel when you first meet someone. You're like, wow, this is like, this is awesome. He's cute. He's funny. He's smart. He's everything that I've ever wanted. And you just have so much hope in what this thing that you could have could be yes and i okay. also and this this is kind of silly but i just like how it sounds musically like at the end of everything i ever wanted where it's like almost staccato i really really like that everything i don't know why I ever wanted. yeah because you can't help but not do that like it's like saying 22 and not singing 22 22 yeah. <laughs> she's really good in this song about like how the words sound like the song itself it's just yes. like like the way that the beats go and it and it's almost like little short like yeah know, and then like it gets to the bridge which of. we talked about earlier which is um very different musically and it's uh, you know which part I, are we talking about sammy now the bottom's gonna drop out from under our feet i'll catch you i'll catch you and people say things that bring you to your knees i'll catch you the time's gonna Come when you're so mad that you could cry, but I'll hold you through the night until you smile. Okay, um, so it's a lot smoother too. Yes, Those... I mean, it is, but it's interesting because the words actually don't flow as well. Well, those were the lyrics I was going to pull out, Sammy, but for a different reason, not talking about the flow or, or anything like you were, or the music that goes along with it, but rather their purpose in the song and and versus the title and the whole story. Yeah. I think they show progression of the story because. If you look at the beginning, she's talking about the little things like you're talking on the phone and um, things of that sort. And it shows progression because this is the fall part. The beginning yeah. was the jump part. This is the fall. This is where they're falling for each other. Oh, and and this part actually. And it's both. Sorry. 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 Real quick. It's also both literal and metaphorical because she showed yeah the bottom's gonna drop out from under you and i'll catch you so it's like this literal fall but then yeah. it's also that uh, sort of metaphorical like the falling in love part yeah I, but this part of the song is also what makes me wonder if it was written after the fact um because you know she's talking about how these bad things are gonna happen and i'm so and i mean you could assume well not assume you could you know, venture to take a guess that she was, you know, just assuming that that kind of thing would happen. But, you know, also the way that it's written, it kind of sounds like it already happened and she's writing it from a, you know, 
after the fact position of time. What? I could kind of see that <laughs> just from the last line when she says, but I'll hold you through the night. It almost sounds Ooh. like something that she either planned on doing or knew that that's what would have happened. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean I, like, I mean, you could assume that, you know, she was just, you know, talking whatever and saying that, you know, bad things happen and, you know, they're always going to happen, but I'll always be there kind of thing. Um, but it also kind of seems like the bad stuff already happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do, what do you mean bad stuff? Just like, Emotional I mean. Emotional turmoil. Yeah, or even, you know. So you think this was written after the relationship, but speaking do. about the beginning of it, yeah, like I reflecting back? Yeah. I think it could go e- either way, or perhaps, Sammy, she wrote this song at the beginning and then came back to it at the end. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was thinking. Lines is that she, it, it was started at the beginning and then it was finished at the end. But I wonder how, what that process is like for her to like start writing happy stuff at the beginning of a relationship and then have not have to finish it, but then get inspired by something enough to finish it after you know all the happy stuff went away. I was going to say was I fake, wonder that, that too. Like, how would well, that feel? Because she knows that whatever they had is over. So I, yeah. I almost wonder that at some point Taylor must have to see these songs from more of an, more of almost like an unemotional standpoint. So she can just see them as songs like, oh, this song in itself is good. I like this as a song and not yeah. – like how it used to make me feel or how yeah i would kind of have to agree with that because if you like follow the like quote-unquote like relationship um through all of the albums like if we're gonna assume that all the songs that are about joe jonas are about joe jonas um it's very interesting to watch her go from you know like forever and always on fearless all the way basically come full circle with holy ground on uh on red like Mm -hmm. it's you know, like you look at the sadness on Speak Now, you look at like the angsty on on Fearless and the happiness on Fearless, and then you look at the acceptance on Red, and it's really interesting. And I wonder how she was like, how much she has changed as a person from Fearless to be able to write and release a song like Holy Ground, where you know it seems like just yesterday she was writing a song like Last Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Sammy Taylor is well known for having her amazing memory. Oh, really? I wouldn't have guessed that. Yes. Yes, she is. She's got an amazing, <laughs> unbelievable memory. And I, I think that's look. I think that's part of how she can bring things full circle is she can, I guess, sort of mentally place herself in the time frame before the heartbreak happened. Yeah, but see, that's got to be really hard because then you're constantly in a relationship where you're waiting for the bottom to drop out because well, you know that no, it's coming no. because you're going to write it. I think more what he means is like, like, she can remember the emotions associated with it, and that's how she's able to write it even after right. the fact. But the problem yeah, I mean, with I that, I see, is now. when you come out of that little box and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember. It's over now. Yeah. You're like, oh, not wait. as happy anymore. Exactly. That that's, that's what I'm saying is that, like, how does she write a song like Holy Ground knowing all the stuff that went through the relationship that went ha- like that happened through the breakup? Like, I just think it takes an amazing person, which we obviously know Taylor is, to be able to finally write, you know, this penultimate song about how ultimately it was a really good relationship, even though it ended really badly. 
It's well, just Sammy, with time. I could do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe those are the days we don't see the paparazzi photos of her. <laughs> maybe. <Aww. laughs> I, I give her so much credit because I could never do that about an ex. I would be like, no, you're just mean. Well, you're not Sammy, getting a happy you song. You won't that, be that point yet, where <laughs> you're moved on and you accept what happened. Oh no, That's I accept possible. it. I moved on, but well, no, okay, but you haven't <laughs> accepted it and and seen that as what's in the past. I mean, Sammy, again, assuming we're talking about the Joe Jonas relationship, you know, it's well, it's been publicized, but we 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 obviously don't know necessarily the truth behind it that she and Joe are cordial now. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that helps. So that probably helps because it's like it's something that just happened once in her past there happened at a point in her past and and now like i think diane mentioned earlier perhaps at this point she can just think of it from an objective standpoint right and not necessarily get quite as emotionally involved in it simply remembering it and pulling from memories to write the songs while not necessarily feeling those emotions anymore but just remembering them yeah exactly and it's weird how some things in the past can seem almost like a bad dream, like mm-hmm. oh that like didn't actually really happen. That was well, because, Sammy. Think of it. You get so far moved from it. Well, no, think, of, yeah. think of it this way now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in a past episode, I was talking about how much I love my dogs. Right. It's pretty well known now. I love my dogs. I even made the claim to say I love my dogs more than any human. Yeah, um, and people were ripping on me for that actually. But I, I love my dogs. It's true, though. You okay. <laughs> now, dogs don't have the life expectancy humans have, right? right? So I have had a few dogs from my childhood pass away. At the time, I was very sad. I was a kid. I bawled my eyes out when that happened. Aww. But now, at this point in time, I can talk to you right now and be like, oh, yeah, my yellow lab Simba, he was so much fun. And there was this one time that... Uh, I I think, and this is actually a true story, by the way. I think someone was trying to break into my house when I was a kid. I was home alone about 11 years old, 12 years old. And Simba let out this deep, booming, woof. And I hear someone yell, ah. And I heard the front door slam. But do you you see how I can tell that story with, like, excitement and happy memory about him without feeling sad about the loss? I do. I do. I'm just, uh, I don't know how to say it. That, that's um, what I'm saying, though, is it's, no, it's a memory it. just, to her at this point. It's, you know, time kind of heals the wounds. And even though she knows where the story ends, she can still remember the happy times she had with this guy, just like I can remember the happy times I had with my dogs that passed away. Oh, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just curious how she does that. because I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's very different for Taylor, whereas the whole thing is publicized and, you know, you have to have it in your face constantly, whereas you and your moments with Simba the dog are private. What What do you mean? Those moments are private? I mean, sure, she had some private moments with her boyfriend. Oh, I'm sure, I'm no, sure but she means it's, too, not like, but the, it's not like the whole world knows about you and Simba. Yes, and so do, the but. whole world... <laughs> And the, all the negative stuff is under a microscope, which then, you know, made songs like Last Kiss, you know, that much easier to write because that was, you know, happening at the time or whatever. Um, but, you know, even if you take yourself out of it, like, there's still all of that negative stuff there. And I just find it interesting that she can then, you know, turn around and write a really, really happy song admit, or amidst um, all the negative stuff that's going on around her. 
But public or private situation, that whole grieving process happens the same, and by this point, she's over it. She can talk Maybe. about it without We're crying. We're assuming. I'm sure of it. It was five no, years I'm ago. No, I'm saying that we're assuming when she wrote this song. Was that really five years ago? 2009 was five years ago. Yeah. Um, assuming that she wrote this song at the end and not at the beginning. That's what I meant. Okay. So let's jump into some live performances. Now, as far as I know, this was never part of a set list on tour, right? No. No. But there's one particular live performance that I am rather fond of. When she played this on Dancing with the Stars. Yep. I actually really enjoyed that. Me too. Um it was it was in two thousand nine. It was what it was in promotion of Fearless Platinum. Yeah, so she did it on and and I think, you know, Taylor's been on Dancing with the Stars a few times over the years with different songs. And something I like about it every time is okay, so we've had three tours so far Fearless, Speak Now, Red Tour, right? Right. right. Now, all of them have been unique in some way or another. However, they've all had some very common similarities. You know, just that they've all had dancers and acrobats and sort of... They've all had a little bit of fairy tale aspect to to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Red wasn't as fairy tale as Speak Now, for example. But there is like that music box performance that had a yeah. little fairy tale magical aspect to it, right? Yeah, for sure. What I really like about the Dancing with the Stars performances is that they have their professional dancers choreograph and act while Taylor is performing with her band uh, on right. the stage there. So it's really cool because you get to see somebody else's perspective and interpretation on her songs. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was a cool live performance. I, I don't know if you guys have another favorite or how often she performed this live, but I don't. No. Sammy's like, I just agree with Adam. I know because I, I had forgotten that one. she did it on on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't actually when I was doing this. I didn't think that she had performed it live at all. But um, I didn't either. Yeah, I had forgotten about Dancing with the Stars. Well, shame so. on you too. I know. I know shame I know. on you now, Sammy. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh... <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I agree with that, Adam, that, you know, it's interesting to watch, you know, like you said, someone else interpret the song and have her, their dancers, you know, do an answer. Yeah. Now, something else this also brings up, though, is as far as I know, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I was kind of looking through some track lists earlier from the different albums and trying to figure out if there was ever a bonus song as hyped and promoted as this one. I don't think so. Well, I mean, ours, ours was, kind of yeah. was, yeah, because ours was on the Target edition, and then they randomly put it on iTunes, and then it ended up being a single. Um, but, you know, this one was hyped really well. It wasn't released as a single, but it ended up peaking on... on it was you know, number one on iTunes yeah, the week and it was then released. It, and then it went to number 10, and it stayed there for... It stayed in the top 100 for a while. You're talking um, about what, the Billboard list? Yes. Yeah, so um, it was number 10 on the Billboard list. You know, but it never was actually a single, even though she performed it live. Um, but no, I mean, I would say probably ours is the most similar just because they ended up, you know, making it a single and making it into a video. Music video. Yeah. Um, interesting you bring that up, Sammy, but it's, for later but it's in the also, episode. Yeah, but it's also interesting in thinking about that in terms of, you know, comparing it to ours, you know, she made it ours into a video she made ours into a song that she ended up adding to the speak now set list um but taylor didn't sing this as a secret song on red she didn't sing it 
on Fearless at all. She added she added today was a fairy tale, but didn't add Jump and Fall, which ended up placing on Billboard. And I don't think today was fairy tale did, although I could be wrong. Um, it's 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 interesting to see what she decided to do with one album compared to the other. Well, because here's the thing, I'm that that baffles me, and I'm actually I didn't even think about what you just said about never being on the set list. Well. I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but it just occurred to me that it wasn't on a set list, yet it was a really popular song that was heavily promoted. So it's like, why? I'm so confused by this. First off, if she likes this song that much, why wasn't it on the main album? And second, if she likes this song so much and played it on Dancing with the Stars and promoted the heck out of it, and it was number one on iTunes and number 10 on Billboard, why was it not part of a tour set list also or at least a secret song or, or something did she like forget this song that's I what think i she, was wondering today was a fairy tale debut at number two on Billboard. perhaps so. she just for <laughs> some reason i don't know where she would have gotten this from but she just thinks that fans don't necessarily like this song as much as other ones because she has always said that she will play what the fans want to hear because she wants them to like Maybe nobody ever asked. I am writing Taylor Swift a very strongly worded letter. <laughs> strongly worded letter. How dare you never play Justin <laughs> Telling her she should include this on album five tour. <laughs> it should be on the set list, not even a bonus song. Everyone would be so confused. They would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> be oh, awesome. I lied. She sang it in Foxborough. On which tour? Fearless. Oh. That's kind of fearless. At, at what point during the show? Um, she's wearing her jersey, so it was... Near the end, then, on the main stage? It has to be the end. She's playing with the sparkly guitar and on a jersey, so it has to be the end. Oh. But it wasn't on the set list, though, right? No. That was just sort of a special, a special thing. Very, very interesting. I, I really like that we had a discussion on this song today because it's got such an interesting history, being a bonus track, yet being number one on iTunes, being not being performed track. live, being performed on Dancing with the Stars. And when I say live, I mean on tour, not being performed on tour, but being performed live on Dancing with but the Stars. But it was performed on tour. We just established this. But it wasn't part of the set list is what I no, mean. No, it wasn't. It was a random song. Um, yeah, it, it it, yeah, that's what I meant, Sammy. Don't try and make me look dumb. <laughs> I knew what I was talking about. It wasn't a regularly played song. So I think we had a great discussion on this. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add before we wrap it up. No. No? No. Hope everybody out there listening also really enjoyed this discussion because I enjoyed having it. I thought it was a lot of fun. So jumping into... One of our listener-submitted segments, you know your Swifty win slash if Swifties ruled the world, where you guys get to submit content for us to read here on the show for everyone to hear. Sammy, what is the first one? Uh, the first one is from Emmy Jank on Twitter. Uh, you know your Swifty when 22 comes on at Dave & Buster's and you break out and sing along. Hashtag no shame, no change. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dave and Buster's is a uh, restaurant arcade type place. Yeah, it's like um, a grown up Chuck E. Cheese. It. It's a grown up Chuck E. Cheese. Is that what you yeah. called it? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting analogy. I've never heard that one before, but it's cool. <laughs> I thought it's like the same thing. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, Sammy. Gosh. Okay. The next one comes from Grace on Facebook, and she says, 
You know you're sifty when you ask a random lady at the pool if you can take a picture with our turtle floaty, the one that Taylor used on the 4th of July. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You know you're swifty <laughs> when you buy the turtle floaty and use it as a blow Did you up buy mattress. the turtle floaty? No, but the thought crossed my mind. I just haven't gotten to Walmart yet. Do you know where you yet. can purchase a turtle floaty? Yeah, you get them at Walmart. Taylor, Taylor went shopping at Walmart? at Walmart? I don't know about that, but <laughs> they are available. Taylor well, goes to Target, guys. <laughs> Taylor does go to Target. Maybe she got it at Target. <laughs> so now this is referring to the photos Taylor posted from her Fourth of July party, right? Yeah. This turtle floaty. Okay, cool. So Ahmed emailed us and said, "You know you're Swifty when you have a, a sports jersey that is the number thirteen." I tried to get thirteen for my jersey when I uh, played volleyball for UNLV, but uh, two other guys on the team claimed it before I did. How do you have two guys claim it? Well, two claimed it, but one actually got it, oh. is, is what Adam, I mean. why didn't you get number seven? I did, did get number seven. Okay, fair enough. Um, I tried to switch from number seven to 13 because it was when I had first uh, begun enjoying Taylor. Did you, like, did, did your... you tell the guys why you wanted to switch? <laughs> no, I kind of left that one out and just went Good with job, seven. I, I didn't even tell anyone because I was actually um, – I was I was the team captain um, and – was responsible for getting the jerseys made and printed, so I just didn't just say anything. You could have accidentally, on purpose, printed yourself a 13 instead. Yeah. I actually could have. I That's should have, I but that was in the past, and I didn't. So. You've been like, oh my gosh, they messed up. Sorry, guys. I'd been like, sorry, guys, they gave me 13 instead. I wonder I'm how that so happened. Sorry, I don't know. Just suck it up, guys. <laughs> Um, the next one is from Sophia via Facebook. You know you're Swifty when you go to Starbucks and pretend your name is Taylor. Sammy's done that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's great about it? What? Is because Taylor is a gender neutral name, we can all do that. Yeah, That's but then true. it's really, really awkward when you go with like a friend or your mom and they're like, what's your name? And I'll say Taylor. And then, you know, it'll be like, okay, if I'm with my mom, they'll be like, okay, what's your name? And it'll like chime in really fast. Her name is Swift. So then it says Taylor's left. <laughs> <laughs> if you put the cups next to each other, you mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. This next one comes from Allie via email. And they say, you know you're Swifty when you get off a six-hour flight from San Diego to Boston and Sparks Fly comes on and you forget your jet lag, throw your bags down on the terminal, swing your arms, and dance awkwardly in front of everyone without shame. Hashtag that Swifty life. <laughs> <laughs> so the theme of this segment today is is shamelessly dancing to Taylor's music in public. Yep. You should all do it. Have you done that before? No, I don't dance. See? Because I don't I dance. Do <laughs> Sorry, if I confuse anyone, it's a uh, it's a, a new Lee Bryce song called I Don't Dance. Okay. And it's about how he doesn't dance. I, I really like it because that's probably the most relatable song to me that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand dancing. I think it's terrible. Uh, so last one for the episode is a text message from a name I still can't pronounce. I'm so sorry, but it's like Jule Kule, who said, if Swifties ruled the world, the world would be a peaceful place. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know about that. You haven't met some of the Swifties I know. Sure you should see true. Sammy. When Sammy gets heated, Wow. Will we get angry or no, not angry, angry. hungry and angry, hangry, hangry, as hangry. they call it. We were just talking about that before the episode. If you don't get some food and Diane, 
<laughs> you better stay clear. She's like a wrecking ball. Like, she will hurt some people. I just get hungry, and then when food is not available right away, I'm not a happy camper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty, so thank you to everybody who sent those in. You know you're Swifty when, and if Swifties ruled the world, keep them coming for future episodes so we can keep sharing them. Our next segment, we got What Are Swifties Listening To, where you guys uh, tell us what you're listening to so we can share it with the rest of the world. And this week, Swifties are listening to... Did Diane submit this one? I did, actually. Oh, my gosh. Diane, it's supposed to be everybody listening that can submit these. Stop stealing it. You, well, you, people, you keep, like, commandeering this segment they're, they're, this for was, yourself. This was on the <laughs> But... People have definitely tweeted about this song. Okay, so a lot of people, Swifties, are listening to Chasing the Sun by Hilary Duff this week. Okay, can I talk about this song for a second? Because this actually really irks me. Oh. Sammy, keep it brief. <laughs> I will. I was really, really hyped up for this song. I pre-ordered it on iTunes. I then listened to it when it came out on iTunes. And it sounds like a rejected song from Metamorphosis. It sounds like... Um, oh, what what, what is Metamorphosis? It's, yes, it's from Sweet, her. It was like her album came out when she was like sixteen. It sounds like a rejected song from that. Her voice sounds exactly the same. Like I don't. Well, understand. Sammy, that's because it's auto tune. It's not her singing. Well, no, I don't think she's a great singer. But oh. I just thought that it was a cute song, and the um, music video for this is really cute. It's it was directed by Declan Whitebloom, so yes. we'll give her that. I think. It was, and that's why I said, Sammy, earlier that it, it's interesting that you brought up the Hours music video because Declan also directed that. Yeah. And they both take place in an office. Yeah, and, and they're pretty much the same video. <laughs> like, they're both in an office where, uh, yeah. Strange y- things happen. Y- you got you to gotta just watch it. Um, But Declan, uh, for those who don't know, he, he directed for Taylor – mean ours and we are never ever getting back together so he is a phenomenal music video director uh personally i favor the videos he did for taylor over the hillary duff one but i could be slightly biased and if you're interested in learning more about him he was actually right here on taylor talk i forgot what episode i need to find that out right now because it's like episode four or something no charlie warsham was episode four Oh. Uh, I think Declan was roughly episode eight, so it was in our uh, was in our early days. days, for sure. It was definitely the early days. It was before the "We Are Never Going to Be Back Together" music video, so episode eight. I confirmed that. All right, we're gonna link to it in the show notes at taylortalk.org/episode one four five because it's definitely worth listening yep, to because eight. he talked about all the behind the scenes stuff from the Mean and Ours music videos, and it's really interesting. So uh, definitely think that's worth checking out. His video he just did for Hillary Duff, while in my opinion not as good as the Taylor ones, it is still extremely popular, and again, that's a biased opinion. It probably is just as good from a directing standpoint. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Diane thinks it's cute. It is. It, it's, a good, it's a good one. It's had. much better than the song. I don't. I honestly don't hate the song. song. I just hate that it's like she hasn't grown since she was sixteen. I don't understand. Like, well, Sammy, she's trying to make a comeback. No, I know, but that's like okay. Think about it like this: if Taylor released Taylor Swift and then didn't release another song for ten or another song for ten years, and then the next song that came out was like called like Faith Hill, and it was exactly the same song, but (laughs) well, Sammy, you know what? It's it's probably just a uh, big 
business and marketing mistake in the sense that she assumed what worked for her before will work for her now, not realizing exactly. times change, people's tastes in music change, um, the whole music scene in general changes. So you're right. It probably was just a mistake on her part, assuming people would just take back to what she used to make several yep. years ago. More than that, like 10 years ago. Whatever, Sammy. So anyway... <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up because Sammy's getting on my nerves today. I'm hangry. She's hangry. <laughs> she hasn't had her breakfast yet. All right, Taylor Talk vocab word of the day, hangry. It's a combination <laughs> of hungry and angry. You it's the result of a person not getting food and getting really angry because of it. <laughs> I think this word needs to be added to the dictionary immediately. I think it probably is already in the dictionary. Do you think be. so? Probably Do you think so, Sammy? I'm going to find out right now. But I bet you it's an urban dictionary. It is not in the dictionary. Did you spell it right? It's an urban dictionary. Okay, but urban dictionary is not the dictionary. Urban dictionary has slang terms. So for episode 145 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, because I'm very hangry right now and want to go eat, I'm going to say goodbye to you all. This has been Adam. Diane. And Sammy. Saying, have a great week, guys. We'll see you all next time. Did you say how they can reach us? Because I don't think you did that. Oh. Oh, man. I always forget that. Yeah, that's the second <laughs> time this has happened, and someone else called you out on this before. People call me out on it all the time. So if you want to submit to our mini segments or give us feedback on our main discussion, you guys know there's a whole bunch of ways to contact us. Usually I list them out. But this time, I'm going to give you one link because it's a heck of a lot easier to remember. And that is taylortalk.org slash contact. And you'll be able to find every single way you can contact us there. There's email, voicemail, Facebook, Twitter, text messages, AskFM, and Taylor Connect. And all of those are listed there for you. You can pick your favorite method of contact and reach out to us. Was that better, Diane? That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, and then one thing, as long as we're still here talking, one thing I, I do every once in a while is ask you guys for a, a favor. You know, we work hard to put these episodes out every single week. We record every Sunday for you, release every Monday for you. And a lot of you are regular listeners, and that's awesome. A lot of you are new listeners that are just discovering that we exist, and that's also awesome. So if you guys are really enjoying the show it would it would be awesome if you could just take a minute to visit taylortalk.org slash itunes and go leave us a review on itunes and give us your honest thoughts because that's what's going to help us uh, make the show better and tweak it and change it so that way you guys have a good time so give us like some good feedback there let us know how we're doing what you'd like to see what you'd like to see go away whatever the case may be um, taylortalk.org slash iTunes. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you spending an hour of your life with us. Really love you for doing that. But now it's time to say bye for real. Did we already do our outros? Yeah, yeah. we did. We did. Okay. In that case, I'll just say bye. Goodbye, guys. Bye. bye. Have a nice day. All of you. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.